This week we have Matt Walker in the house. That is Boomerang Barbecue, the KCBS Team of the Year recipient. Welcome to the Butcher Barbecue Podcast, World Headquarters, Wellston, Oklahoma. The Butcher Turn Pitmaster, your host, David Bosca. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Butcher Barbecue Podcast. We have a longtime friend and a KCBS Team of the Year, Matt Walker with Boomerang Barbecue. Yeah. Hello. Matt, tell everyone um, what you're doing right now. Where you at? With barbecue or just... Where just where are you right sitting? Now. What are you doing right now? Right now, I am at the house. Uh, we're going to do the Big 12 event in Kansas. Should be pretty cool, representing Texas Tech. I am got the guys working, and I'm kind of getting ready for that. We have to take off tomorrow night. So I need all, We're also going also gonna to do um, a KCBS contest, Opal. Kansas Saturday, so it's going to be a full week for us. So, a lot of trimming and getting everything ready for a whole week of barbecue. Where's home? Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, Texas. So you literally are representing Texas Tex. Yes, sir. It's pretty cool. We we have uh, season tickets to the basketball games, and um, this year not as good as last year. We have a pretty good team, young team. So um, that's the fun part. We get to go do. A little barbecue. We're doing ribs this year. We're going to have a little people's choice deal. So it's right in front of the arena. So it's pretty fun to do barbecue and get to watch team play at the Big 12. Yeah, that would be. So are you a big basketball fan, football fan? What what do you like best? Well, we we have season tickets to football. And then the basketball program just kind of shot up there. And uh, my cousin got season tickets. So we got them with them for the last two and a half years. So kind of getting more into the basketball we have a i think our stadium's probably maybe 10 years old but we have a really nice stadium really nice home court advantage it's it's really awesome to go watch them here so um no pro sports in lubbock so that that's the deal you go watch um tech sports so from where we always cook at down there at the red raiders meat contest where is the basketball stadium so right to the East, so like right, right where me and you were last year. I mean, right there. If you just look east, that's the stadium. So Red Raider Meats is probably, I don't know, a quarter mile from the stadium. So that's okay. usually where we park to get in there. So you're right there. Okay, I was just wondering. I've, I remember seeing the football field, but I didn't know about the basketball. Well, tell us a little bit about how you got into barbecue. Okay, you're from Texas Tech. A lot of Texans cook but not KCBS. So tell us how everybody, I'm sorry, tell everyone how you got into KCBS cooking. Well, they, Red Raider Meat, we did IBCAs, started out there, and we we still enjoy them. But we did Red Raider Meats the first year, I think that's 2017. Just love the pace. I really like 30-minute turn-ins. It fit me well, the challenge. And um, after that, we just kind of started doing contests in Oklahoma close to us and fell in love it's, it's mainly the pace the four meat you, you could be there till 4 30 to turn in brisket uh, hour and a half turn ins in ibca and it's it's kind of grueling sometimes so i think i think that's what it was and i think it was maybe just the teams that were out there that kind of make i don't know made me want to maybe want to do kcbs that makes sense well you mean the the name of the team the the color of our hair the 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 competition what do you mean by the teams the competition 
Just, I, uh, I didn't figure it was the way we filled out our tight feet, je- tight fitting jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just the competition, the names, the the guys that were doing it. I, I wanted to be a part of that. Okay, what were you cooking on when you got started? We've always we cook on a Yoder stick burner, their Cimarron model, fifteen hundred pellet cooker. We started off with that, and we we, we continue to cook on those. That, that's what I was going to ask. That is still the same one you're cooking, the red trailer? Yes, sir. Same one. Yep. So what have you cooked on in the past? What do you have there at the house? I have a lot of pits. I have uh, four gateway drums. Sarah uses when she does, when we do an IBCA, the bigger IBCAs will, I'll cook and she will cook. So we got the four drums. I have a hasty bake, the big hasty bake. I love that. I use that all the time at the house for steaks and a lot of things. Um, I have two Traegers, so I have their older model, and I have their brand new model, and I have a, a Rock and W Gravity Fed, big, big guy. Is that like a chest type? I don't recognize that one. Yes, sir. Uh, Rock and W makes a bunch of different pits, so it, it would be like a, a stumps exactly. That's okay. What it's like. Okay. So what's your what's your go to there at the house? The Hasty Bake. I, I do use the Hasty Bake a lot. I use the Traeger a lot. It just depends on what I'm doing. If I'm grilling or anything like that, I, I use the Hasty Bake a lot. Been using the Gateway Drum more than the Traeger. Just sits right by the back door, so anything we're just. Uh, Sarah uses the Traeger a lot for all kinds of things. So just a nice pellet cooker. My go-to around the house has been a Weber. It's crazy, but I just like that Weber grill. Right. So that would be my hasty bake. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well, you said that the guys are working. What do you do for a living? Barbecue cooking is not a profit margin product. Okay. That's what I mean by what do you do for a living? Electrician. I'm a master electrician. We wire um, residential, commercial, so whatever we can get. I have um, seven guys that work for me, so they take up the slack a lot. On the weeks off, I work all week. Uh, other weeks, I work Monday through Thursday, as many hours as I can get in. Electrical work is what pays your bills, let's be real. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. Sir. Definitely. And Sarah, we have not, well, you've mentioned, but I, I apologize. What does Sarah do? Yeah, she's an esthetician. So she's a, she's her own boss. She has a pretty good clientele. So she just stacks her clients in there um, Monday through Thursday also and works late. And sa- same thing. And there's one other team member we haven't mentioned, but there's Floyd. What does he do for a living? <laughs> he lays around a lot. <laughs> he's, he's always ready to go. Tell everybody who Floyd is. Floyd is our Boston Terrier. We have um, three three others at the house. We have his half-brother, his sister, and his mom. And so um, Floyd's been the one that got to go with us. So he's done 100-plus contests with us, always been with us. And um, he's gotten, as he's getting older, a little obnoxious about wanting to go so uh he's very happy to to get to go barbecuing <laughs> well you two are known on the circuit as you're always smiling i mean you you can't be seen without seeing your your teeth but <laughs> let's be real the two of you are super competitive which one of the two of you are more competitive you or sarah man i think we're competitive in different ways sarah's very competitive and um especially on her desserts and her all of that and i mean she just does a ton of work for the barbecue game so 
she's very competitive. I think she does better losing than I do. I get pretty upset when when it's just on the line and we don't do what we need to do. So so I don't know. We're we're both super competitive people and and, and it's just an outlet for us. Uh, I, I really can't believe she's gotten into it as much as she has. Truth be told, she 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 likes going. So I I really couldn't answer that question fully, but we're both crazy about it. <laughs> Let's just kind of like what you was just saying. You said it didn't hit your line. You're probably as real as I am. You know when it's right. You know when it's wrong. What do you do or when do you feel like you might need to make a tweak, a change, or a question as far as what other folks are doing if yours seems to want to drop just a little bit as far as the scores? Right. It's just, that's a hard, hard one to uh, answer. I mean, I mean, it's probably after at least two to three events, and sometimes you still can't find it. Pork 2018 was our killer. We started off pork and just, I mean, first of the year, it was top 10 everywhere, and then it just slumped. And it's a big decision. We we talk about it on the way home about what we're going to change and, and how we're going to change it. But, um, I mean, to begin with, it'll just be small little tweaks like, like maybe just the dust at the end or, or how we're presenting the box and things like that. But it, it, it's, it's a lot easier when you're out there every week too, to, to, to change things. It's harder when you're month to month or whatever like that. So, so we've been blessed to get to, to roll that way. It's a big deal to change. I'll tell you that the program is so, so tight that it's a lot of talking and going back and forth on the way home. But you know, some of those rides are eight to 10 hours. So there's plenty of time to talk about what, 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 what's going wrong. And then sometimes it's just me, me pulling meats too fast or me wrapping too fast. And, and, and that's a hard thing to get, get over is like, it's not the profile. It's not what I'm doing. It's, it's me cooking. And so that's a whole nother realm of, of figuring things out that, that kind of hurts your pride when you're like, Oh, I'm not cooking well. That that's a whole nother thing. So what makes you decide that? Do you feel it's the amount of smoke you get? the crust what what makes you say i think i wrapped too early texture uh texture and just yeah feeling like it got steamed out or things like that and just the flavor's gone out of it i've, I've, I've dealt with those kind of things so wrapping early maybe was was one of my deals especially early on you, you say one of your deals you felt like you were wrapping too early especially in pork yes sir yep so i'm not wanting particular things that you're holding close to your chest but what made you decide that um mainly flavors at the end it just seemed like i was in the wrap too long if that makes sense uh that was one of my changes on pork interesting because i'm gonna be honest with you i've been struggling with pork and that would have not even in my way of thinking so yeah. <laughs> i don't know if it's right or wrong i just I just didn't think that I had the flavor at the end, and and maybe I was uh, steaming it out too much. Does that make is that a correct assumption? Oh, I agree. That makes perfect sense. Just I didn't think of it that way. Right. So anyway, that that that's that's on the cooking side, and that that kind of hurts to to think about. You know what I mean? Because you're always like, well, if I use so and so's using this, or this is new, and I can get different profiles. Well, what if I'm just missing on the cook? And that's, that's a whole nother uh, pride issue. Yeah, no, that's right. Okay. So in general, four categories, 2018, you won team of the year. You won team of the year in categories, each and every one out of that last year, 
how many times do you think you change something? Give everybody a true uh, figure. You know, everybody's scared to change or thinks, well, he's hitting, he's never changing. Tell us what you really did. We changed chicken at least one time and then ribs. Let's see. Maybe I know we added a couple of things through the year in the wrap. So that's another change. Uh, pork. We changed probably a good three times, maybe four. Some injections. Brisket. I, I worked on brisket all year. So I, I don't know. I couldn't give you a full number on brisket. It's just you feel like I it changed. was an evolution. Yes, I changed. I changed rubs. I don't a couple of times. I changed dust a couple of times. Injection. We stayed pretty close to the same. Uh, and I changed some finishing. I changed a couple of things in the finishing. It there at the very end. It seemed like it started hitting. So brisket was hard all year on me. Um, get some top tens. Good enough to. Um, I mean, at one point I was just like, if we can get a one seventy. I'm good. Just just to try to get keep keep winning grand. So brisket was really hard. Uh, I pulled that out on the very last contest against Bobby. Had it for a good five months. I hit I hit a couple of first place there at the end, and then hit that last first place to win to win all four categories. So brisket brisket was um, yeah all year pretty much. I never changed the brisket though. I, I I've been cooking uh, butcher shop a nines for. Uh, a couple of years, so never, never, never. I knew it wasn't the meat. Didn't think it was really the process, but just it just wasn't. It wasn't clearing the tables like it should have. That's interesting. You did that last year. You went through the winter. You took um, probably what five days off, and you got back after it. <laughs> <laughs> probably something like that. <laughs> We've actually what? taken some time off this year. Got a vacation in, so it's been good. I seen that. Yeah, that's a nice trip down south. Yes, sir. Uh, so you went through the off season. What did you do to get ready for this year? Did you experiment? Do you test cook? Do you just talk to people? What did Matt and Sarah do to kind of get ready for this year's cooking season? We took Brad and Tim's class. Quit. They were having a class, so we um, rolled in there and watched watched some of their process, which is a lot different than the way I cook. They're just cans and direct heat, so it was very interesting to watch and. Sarah wanted to know more about it for her when she cooks on her own at events and stuff. So that was a cool class. It was good to see some stuff. Other than that, I just haven't changed anything, to be honest. I've, uh, I've done two contests, have not done that great. I, I can't explain that. So I guess mainly if we do contests, kind of figure it out on the road. It's hard for me to practice at the house. I mean, I might practice the profile a little bit, but... I like to see what the judges are leaning towards. So that's probably how we'll deal with it. So you don't test cook and say, this is the best rib you're cooking or how can I say slightly changing at a contest tweaking and you're seeing what they think about it. Not what you think about it. Exactly. Yes, sir. And then the other thing is if I'm, if I'm home, I'm, I'm working. So it's, it's a little difficult for me to do a lot of cooking at home and as much as we're on the road. So we're doing it on the road. Yeah, that makes sense. Time off is the last thing you want to do is light a fire if you're doing that three other days. Right. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned your cooker. It seems like everybody has an evolution. You may be the only other person that, other than me that I know that has been cooking for three to five years or longer and is cooking on the very same smoker they started with. Have you ever thought about going to another cooker? 
once I got that, my cooker dialed in, I really haven't. I, I mean, um, the, I really haven't. I just, I cook with what we have. Uh, I, I added a can in there when we first started cooking. So that, that was an, an add to our, our arsenal. But uh, other than that, no, we've had the same RV and the same, same cook cooker the whole time. So not, I, th- I think it's more about learning your tools, trying to cook like somebody else, thinking that, you know, I know a lot of pits are really cool looking and, and, and if, if it's cool looking and you figured it out, that that's awesome. But we, we, we've definitely just stayed and tried to figure out what we have. I think that's really neat. And just like what you was talking about with Tim and Brad's class, you went there to see a technique, not necessarily the flavor of what they got going. Yep. And, and I, I love, I love the can. I, I, I really like that uh, style. I, it's fast and a lot of turning the meat and, and doing things. Uh, it's, it's a lot like grilling a lot. I mean, I love the style, you know, but it would probably take me half a season to get that fully down my cooking technique. So yeah, at this point, it's not, not something that I can or would change, but Sarah's really in, in into it. It's, it's fun watching her do it. She also likes to bring a um, a pellet cooker with her, so she's kind of getting that can flavor and then turning around and finishing off of uh, off a pellet, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, can cooking is fun. It's absolutely they're the one of the funnest cookers to cook on. Right. Okay. Sarah does a lot of desserts. We're not going to put um, words into her mouth. But how do you, how does that fit into your competition? Does it get into well, I'm I'm finishing ribs. She needs to jump and do that, or does that completely separate? And you do that afterwards, right? Uh, well, she'll have a lot of stuff ready. I mean, ready already. I mean, she'll have things ready. So like she, it it's not a lot that she's doing, but she'll just sneak in in the times that we're not doing things and, um, and do the, do what she needs to do. And then as soon as I'm through with the, the meats, then she'll jump in there and finish, finish off whatever she needs to do. But at the end of the day, we're, we're there for the barbecue contest. So, um, we both want to win the four meats. So it's always fun to do the anything extra, but, uh, we both know that the meats come first. Uh, the injecting process goes at a certain time and then, everything we do is is timed and and really structured so she she picks her times to get in there and and do do her things at the royal it gets kind of crazy because there's a lot going on there and they do every category so but they let me do my thing and get and I'll get out of the way and um they can do theirs they who's they Sarah and Anita so Anita all, any big events Anita comes to and and helps Sarah with 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 whatever like the jack the Jack or the Royal, Anita's right in there helping Sarah. That's Sarah's mom, Anita. I was so going to say, they, by looking, you would think sister. Right. Yes, <laughs> definitely. It's been three years ago, two years ago, even last year, you were on a remarkable run. During the year, when you felt that things were a little off on your scores, do you adjust it or do you just let it ride? You kind of hinted on that, uh, but we didn't go there. I usually try to stay away from it as much as I can unless something's just totally out of whack. And it's just a, it's a hard thing to figure out really is when to change things and when's not. And then the big thing about us is the amount of different places we go. So a bunch of different regions, a bunch of different states. So that, you know, so something might not fly in Georgia that's flying in Oklahoma. So you also have to put that in there and 
And who knows how many times I, I moved off of something that, and, and that was the reason. Does that make You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, we're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Do you te- keep notes? I am not a note taker. So I have a pretty good memory. So, I mean, we have notes on things, but I, I don't sit there every cook and, and take notes. But I'm also an electrician, so I'm really good at repetition. Everything in the electrical field from bending pipe to just everything we do it's a different situation, but it's the same thing. So we're trying to get circuits places. We're trying to, but the basics of what we do is the same. So I think that, and I don't take notes on when I'm doing, when I'm wiring houses. So uh, I think that I've been blessed to do a lot of these and I have my 8,000 hours in doing it. So I don't think note taking is a bad thing. I just, I think I've been blessed to do this enough to be able to feel like it's a repetition thing so that's kind of where i am with that it's absolutely it goes with your lifestyle you understand it and that's how you can burn it in your memory yes sir so it's first of the year what do you do or how do you go about picking where you want to go how far out do you plan everything it's a good question so we have on the books right now we have like four four events in a row so and we've done two already, so that just we're just kind of moving as we can go. So I have a lot of work lined up this year, and um, I don't know. That's that's a very good question. It's kind of a hard question. I I don't know how many or or any of that right now. So just just maybe closer ones, not make the real long trips this year. Well, barbecue is barbecue. It seems like everybody evolves, and what I'm meaning by this is backyard cookers go into the professional ranks professional ranks get to cooking they win they start catering doing office parties want to grow and they start selling rubs sauce even injections and some even open restaurants what is the long-term goal for boomerang barbecue well on the rubs and injections i i just man it's hard to recreate the wheel i think there's a bunch of great stuff out there i and i'm not really into it like that so i think that if if i put a rub out it would probably be a knockoff of somebody else's so that that's a hard thing for me there that kind of knocks off a whole part of barbecue so I, I think if keep doing competitions and try to keep our face out there but long-term goal i mean i've really thought about some kind of restaurant but i just know that it's a lot of money and a lot of work. Who knows? Yeah, we both got friends that are learning that right now. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so I, I can see you a restaurant and being out in Lubbock where you live, the food that you turn in, if you could replicate that and still have the cost effective, I think you'd do real good. Thank you. Let's talk marketing for just a minute. What are you doing to market Boomerang? Well, let me, let me re- come back from that. Where did Boomerang Barbecue come from? How'd you come up with that name? Well, uh, we got the pit that I cook on now. I bought that um, online. Had never, I take that back. I had went to a competition years and years before with one of my friends and, and his dad. And that's kind of where, that was even before the pit, pit masters and all that was on TV. So I had been introduced and stayed, you know, stayed in my truck all night and we cooked all night. It was low and slow and, so I went to like maybe two or three com- competitions with them and just never did it, never had money for it, actually. 
and then we came around and I, the shows came on, you were on TV, the whole thing and kind of got me interested again and bought a, the Traeger I still have the, and started kind of cooking, cooking on that and was uh, looking online for pits and found the Yoder website. I ordered that thing and Sarah didn't even know about it. So I just told her, Hey, we're going to Kansas, pick up something. And I kind of told her on the way and she was not that happy about it. So, um, we, we sat that thing in our front yard. We're living, we're living in a duplex at the time and we've been cooking pizzas on it. That's crazy on the pellet side. And anyway, I didn't have my shop. I was trying to clean my shop out to get it, put it in there, all that. Well, it got stolen. So oh. I bought that Rockin' W, so I was going to go a different route. So that's a Rockin' W I still have. Six, seven months later, the police department called at like seven in the morning. And they're like, can we talk to Sarah Walker? And Sarah had gone to the TV stations. She had got on um, Facebook and she had really heavily put this pit out there, stolen pit. So I think the guys... I uh, couldn't sell it is what I'm what I'm thinking. I got the call and they were like, Sarah there. And I went back there. I was like, I think she's asleep. What is this about? And so we found your pit. We went over there, picked up the pit. It had never been uh, cooked on since we had it or anything. So we pick it up, brand new still, bring it back to the house. I go out to the guy that I've been getting wood from, a uh, really, really nice guy, really funny guy. And uh, he's like, where have you been? I'm like, ah, oh, man, my pit got stolen. So I'm, you know, need wood again and all this. And and we load up the wood in the back of my truck. At the very end, he says, boomerang. And I was like, that's pretty good. So when we go about making another team uh, for our first competition, I go with boomerang barbecue. So that's the story. So that's the pit that I cook on is, is the boomerang. Well, that's cool. But one of the things I got out of that is more than the name was Sarah wasn't happy. Yep, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, that's pretty well what I got. If you've listened to any of the podcast, you pretty well will know that I've got a lot of injection needles here in the warehouse. I'm going to inject you with a Butcher Barbecue Podcast Truth Serum. I'm going to ask you a question and you have to answer it truthfully. Okay. If you're not fixing this... What is your favorite food? Is it breakfast, lunch, or a dinner? If I'm not fixing, if I'm not fixing the meal. Yep. Is that the question? Okay. Yep. And what's my favorite? Yeah. Man, what do I you would... like eating better? Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? I really love breakfast. Oh, I'm a breakfast guy. What's your favorite food for breakfast? Eggs with sausage and bacon and hot sauce and all that with a tortilla. With tortilla. You're a coffee person? Yes, sir. Decaf or regular? Regular. Since we're in a food conversation, I want to say something, and you tell me what spice or herb you'll put on it if you're cooking it, okay? Okay. Let's Just for example, if I say eggs, what are you going to grab to put on it to cook, okay? Okay. Okay. Let's say pork chops. Pork chops. I'm probably going to put some lemon pepper. Probably going to go with... Uh, Good question. Butcher's honey rub. <laughs> now that's paying the bills. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good rub. Uh, all right. Fried potatoes. Fried potatoes. I'm going to put um, salt, pepper, and garlic. I'm probably going to leave it right there. All right. Let's say a ribeye steak. Ribeye steak. I'm going to go with, um, 
I really like the B&B all-purpose rub. And then probably going to put some Elk Creek all-purpose. And then maybe some uh, Cosmos, their brisket rub. Very good. Grilled vegetables. Oh, wow. You're getting into things I don't even cook. Right, Grilled let's vegetables. Skip it. Let's, let's, here's, here's an easy one. <laughs> Spam. Spam. Good one. Man, hot, do you need anything on spam? I'm oh, just gonna I love put, it. Yeah, there you go. I'm probably just going to put... I'm just probably just going to put pepper on the mayo on the bread and cook the spam. There you go. All right. I think we've ran out of truth serum. I think your body is cleaned up. Well, Matt, tell everybody where they can follow you, find you, be your electrical company, and even your barbecue world. So right now we just have it's just Matt Walker, or Sarah Walker, or Boomerang Barbecue, and I'm boomerang barbecue on instagram boomerang with two under underscores barbecue the electrical where we i don't really i do a lot of builder stuff so it's just okay it's word of mouth on that all right you have any sponsors we want to give a shout out to cosmos uh products i have the butcher shop gives me all my briskets and i have compart duroc very nice. Well, Matt, I really appreciate the time. I know how busy it is. Let you get back to ch- trimming chicken. Thank you, sir. Yeah, everybody, we want to say thanks for listening. Matt, appreciate your time. Everybody. Yes, sir. Subscribe and listen up. Smash that subscribe button and be ready for Butcher's next podcast.